You're back for another Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Tyler Rowland here with Alex Clancy, and we have a ton to break down on today's show. Last week on Thursday, we talked about what was the most impactful move of the offseason, but what was the worst move of the offseason so far? We'll dive into that. Also, the NFL is thinking about changing the Pro Bowl. What ideas do me and Alex have? And finally, hard knocks. Is it a good thing or a bad thing for HBO to want to feature you? We'll dive into all that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. NFL fans, we are back. It is a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans, although uh, it's showing uh, some different namage here for us, but I'll get that corrected for you. The other host here is Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals. want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream, free and available on all platforms all the time, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Make sure that you guys subscribe over there. Hit that notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. The first segment that me and Alex are diving into today is kind of a a companion segment to a, a, a topic that we touched on last Thursday, and it was the most impactful move of the NFL offseason so far. But what was the most impactful in the other direction for these NFL teams? What was the worst move that hurt a team the most throughout this offseason? Now, last week, Alex kind of looked at a team move. I looked at a big-picture item for the NFL, and we might be taking opposite stances when it comes to that on today's show. Alex, what do you think was the worst or the uh, most harmful move of the NFL offseason so far? I mean, saying this kind of delicately, I guess, uh, you know, I we are a football podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is a football conversation. But, or and, there are some, you know, underlying conditions surrounding this player's move that have to be, a, like, not, notified about. Not addressed, mm-hmm. not discussed. Trading for Deshaun Watson and giving him a $230 million fully guaranteed, like Patrick Mahomes in Ballers, getting the first $250 million <laughs> contract, fully guaranteed. I think it was a dumb move. Now, not trading for him specifically, but doing something that's never been done, which I think is what got him to Cleveland, where he waived the no, I don't want to go to Cleveland clause with so many question marks surrounding what the future of this person when not in a uniform could be like, this is all, this is where it just sticks right to football. This is character, everything aside. I'm not talking about that. I think it was too risky for what could potentially bear fruits maybe this year. Mm Mm-hmm. 
No, oh, I understand so, completely. Yeah. I, I think you make a ton of sense because it's risky from the standpoint of his legal situation. But if you remove that, there is still risk involved with giving that much guaranteed money to a guy who played in Houston, hasn't played on a ton of winning teams, and can he carry a team to, to a winning record every single year to justify having that fully guaranteed money? I mean, besides the off-the-field stuff, there is some on-field risk here as well with the amount of money that they gave him. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, there's been so much player movement. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. – it's just to put all of your eggs in a basket of uncertainty, right. which is what they did, just makes me wonder, was it worth it? I I don't know. Ask Browns fans. I, I mean, Jeff right. Lloyd – Jeff Lloyd put it perfectly in his tweet. Right Locked the on Browns. Happened. Locked on Browns. He said, if you don't – I'm paraphrasing. If you don't like it. I understand. If you love it, I understand. And if you're not sure, I understand. I think that was the best way to put it for all different types of reasons. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And you're right. I know the exact tweet that you're talking about that Jeff put out when it happened. I think it was very poignant. And I'm glad that you kind of referenced it again. That's kind of insight you're going to get on Locked On Brown. So make sure you guys check that out uh, as well. But for me, the worst offseason move I, lo- I love that you took the big picture view of it along with an inside football move because that's kind of the, the move that I made with this topic last week. But for me, I'm going to do what you did and look at an individual move. And it's Devontae Adams getting traded to the Raiders. Because if you take Aaron Rodgers and you bring back Aaron Rodgers on that big money deal with that dead money sitting there, as a poison pill for Aaron if he wants to screw the franchise. To do that and then immediately trade away his best weapon. Now, I know that the Packers were put in a bad spot. I know that Adams wanted out. He requested it. All of that. But I'm just saying, and, and I get it. But to give Aaron Rodgers that money and then to immediately trade away his best weapon, that would be like installing King Arthur as the king of your community and then telling him he can't use Excalibur. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me to give Aaron Rodgers that contract and commit to him for multiple more years when at the same time you're going to trade away Devontae Adams, his partner in crime, his Robin, the guy who you know if you have those two, you're going to have some guaranteed offense. Now with just Rodgers, without his buddy, his partner in crime, I think you're you're nowhere near as certain uh, as you were in previous years that the Packers' offense will be decent. But with that being said, we're going to move into our next topic on today's show. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl. The NFL is thinking of making some changes. What changes do we have as suggestions to the Pro Bowl? We'll get into that in just a second. Before we get into it, I want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. They've had a ton of delicious flavors lately. Uh, you've had the birthday cake pop bars, which were a big hit. The, uh, the, the brownie batter bars, which are absolutely delicious. I mean, most of the built Bars taste better than most candy bars. And not only that, but you get all the health benefits of a protein bar as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Make sure that you guys go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Second segment, Locked on NFL Thursday. Alex Hunter, Tyler Rowland. He is 
TikTok Titans on Twitter. Locked on Titans, Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alex Clancy, I'm locked on Cardinals, free and available wherever you get your podcast. YouTube, etc. Thanks for making Locked on NFL your first listen each and every day, free and available on our platforms, including the Locked on NFL YouTube channel. You know, Hard Knocks has had an evolution. Initially, Hard Knocks was looked at as Oh, man, that team's so lucky. They're getting the inside info. They're getting all the inside scoop. They're getting all the bright lights of the home box office all up in their grill piece during their offseason. And then I don't know when it happened. I don't know when. I don't know if it was when Chad Johnson got cut by Joe Philbin in front of everybody when it was the Dolphins' turn for hard knocks where it was just like, huh, like hard knocks gave you inside info before you knew what crossing the line of too much inside info was. Before really the social media real boom happened, Hard Knocks was what you saw. And now you see everybody on Instagram and Twitter and everything. When we do Hard Knocks now, the in-season version, you're going to be looking at the 2022 Arizona Cardinals. Last year, it was uh, Tyler Rowland's favorite number two team and favorite GM, (laughs) Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts. And nowadays, now Tyler, let me ask you, okay, because there's a couple different ways you can look at right. when HBO picks you for this, their specific programming. Right. Is it a backhanded like, ooh, you're a dumpster fire. Let's go, let's go with this. Let's chase the ratings here. Or is it like, man, this is a really, really interesting team for a lot of good reasons. Let's follow them here. Before you answer the Cardinals' choice by HBO, what do you look at when you see hard knocks nowadays? Well, I, I think that for me, HBO kind of goes where the team leads them. I think a lot of the times, like Indy is a perfect example last year is the end season. They thought that Indianapolis was going to make this big run. The NFL was crowning J, uh, JT. Uh, everybody was talking up the Colts as they're a serious contender. They're an immediate threat to everybody in the AFC. So I think HBO thought that they were going to get a good team. I, I really do. I really do. But the problem is Indy kind of choked down the stretch. And I think HBO's benefit, sometimes a dumpster fire is much more compelling than, than a, a, a great team. So I think they just kind of rode where they were going. And I think, I think that they kind of wanted to follow the blueprint with the Cardinals. I think if the, the best team is a team that could go either way. That's why I think the Dallas Cowboys were an interesting hard knocks team. Because they could go either way. They could be an absolute clown show, or they could be the best team in the NFL with the talent. And I think that a team like Indy could have, they did have the talent to be a serious contender late in the AFC. But because they had Carson Wentz, they also had the ability to kind of blow up in their own faces. And I think Arizona just fits that mold so, so perfectly. They have the talent to be the best team in the NFC. If everything went right for the Cardinals, they could be the best team in the NFC after it's all said and done. They have the talent to do it. Yeah. But also, as we've seen with Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, as you know, not only in the NFL but in college, he has the tendency to coach his worst football late in the year. So by giving Arizona the in-season hard knocks, you could get a front row seat to the best team in the NFC or a front row seat to a late season disaster. And either way, that's good ratings for HBO. So I think they're they're 
where we've seen them go with teams they expect to be really good and teams we expect to be bad, I think they're finding a, a sweet niche here of teams that could go one or the other direction, boom or bust picks. And I think that's kind of smart television. Yeah, I think you're right. And 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 I say this, I've said this since um, since we found out about Hard Knocks uh, with the Cardinals on, on Locked on Cardinals, that you're going to find out. You're going to find out. Like, it may not be – there's going to be the glitz and the glamour. There's going to be the – you know, the player profiles and visiting their homes and seeing their family and, and humanizing people that some people need to be reminded that these people are human beings and they're not just fantasy football and, and right. betting, right. you know, uh, uh, droids that people right. bet on. It's so stupid. Like, I don't right. think like that. So I don't like, I don't understand. A lot of people do. You look at the death threats and the angry DMs that people get now after teams lose games. It's wild to me. But I feel like we're going to find out a little bit. We're going to find out what Cliff Kingsbury is like. Does he wear socks? Like, we're going to find out if he's a guy that's going to, is a leader of men or not. We're going to find out what Kyler Murray is like. We're going to find out more. And I'd love to see that, even though I get a closer taste than a lot of other people do. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to see what it's like, what everybody else thinks about the Arizona Cardinals. I want to see if yeah. Steve Kime shows his true self. I want to see if this, or if this is just going to be a fluff piece that gets a little extra cheese in the Cardinals' back pocket. Like, I don't know. What I do know is I'm stoked to watch it either way as a fan of football and as mm-hmm. somebody who covers the team, Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland locked on NFL Thursday coming up next. Like I think the NFL is at a tipping point with the pro bowl out, oh, yeah. like the game that we saw that was mm-hmm. like, I think it was like eight year olds controlling the NFL players bodies during the game from a, you know, from a, from a black op site because right. that wasn't football. What would you replace? If anything, if you're the NFL, we're going to hit that next locked on NFL Thursday. Stay right there. All right, folks, we are back for our final segment of the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Tyler Rowland here with Alex Clancy. I'm from Locked On Titans, Alex from Locked On Cardinals. Uh, Make sure you make the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. And thank you for you guys who are making it your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do. Stream going to be free and available on all platforms. I hate to say this, but I think it's true until the end of time, at least if me and Alex have anything to say <laughs> about it. But we're going to dive into a conversation about the Pro Bowl here. The NFL came out uh, earlier this week and said that they're looking to make some changes to the Pro Bowl. What changes would you make? What changes would I and Alex make? We're going to dive into that. And I think the real problem is, as you were mentioning, the pro football is a game. Football is a game that is based on physicality. That's why we like football, because of the physical violence. So when you completely remove a football game of that physicality, it's going to ruin the product immediately, right away. That's why basketball doesn't suffer as much with their all-star game, because the reasons you like to play basketball are accentuated during NBA all-star weekend, at least the all-star game. Nobody shows up to watch basketball for awesome, amazing charges. Okay, we want dunks, we want threes, we want crossovers, let's go. So football, similar vein, you're not going to get anything you like about football when you watch the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think the number one thing that I'm going to suggest here, I've seen some people say a game of seven on seven, just remove football completely. And Roger Goodell recently said that they're looking to do things that celebrate the players, 
Yeah. I agree with that, but I still want to see some sort of athleticism involved in Pro Bowl weekend. So for me, no seven on seven, no any kind of weird Frankenstein football game. I want football competitions. I think I go back to Madden, the early 2000s Maddens with the mini camps. Uh, They were excellent. I want to see some stuff like that. And not only competitions where, you know, let's do quarterback target throws. Let's do races. All these NFL players tweet each other about who's faster. Let's do 40-yard dash races with a couple wide receivers and do a tournament. Uh, Switch positions. Have offensive linemen race against each other. Have offensive linemen or defensive players throw footballs in football competitions. You know, have the linebackers run running back drills and obstacle courses. Like, mix it up. I want to see these guys display their athleticism so that we can celebrate how athletic they are, but do it in some lighthearted, fun ways that create good social media clippage as well. I think that... That I want football-related competition tech. Do a, a three-point shootout. Do a home run derby with the NFL Pro Bowlers. All of that. Have them sign up for a couple competitions over the weekend. Do it like you've done charity events. Where like like um, when I volunteered for Special Olympics. Not only did we go and support the spe- uh, Special Olympians and theirs, but they had like a Special Olympics competition where we did the events to raise money for charity through a a job I had do something like that with the players do charity competitions to raise money. I think all of that that I just said could be fun. It could, can be compelling and it could be for a good cause. So those are my, my big suggestions. Yeah, I agree. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't do other sports, but I would do something like, so the thing is, and I'm going to be the wet blanket on it. Initially, the reason why stars don't do the NBA dunk competition or don't do one-on-one because they don't want to lose. Yeah, you know, they don't want to be PR. the team. They don't want to be the one that lost, you know, came in third place. I do want, there are a couple of things that I do want, which is what they used to do. Keep dodgeball. Do a 12-team dodgeball competition. Exactly. I don't give exactly. a rip. Like that, yes. I'm in. I'm in. Because OBJ yeah. with the drone, Jarvis Landry, like, I want to see that. I want to see mm-hmm. that. And, you know, if maybe you have, like, one offensive lineman, one de- you have everybody, like, Old NHL 94 hockey. You had the skinny guys, you had the fat guys, you had the medium yes. guys. And they all had their different, you know, speed, you know, <laughs> whatever. So you do that. You do one of everybody, one of every position, 11 on 11, 10-team tournament. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Like maybe NFC West, maybe every division has has a team, number one. I want to do kicking competitions with kickers. I want to see a kicker make a 70-flipping yard field goal. That's what I yeah. want to see. So you have Justin Tucker, you have guys like this. The only issue with all of this is, just like the home run derby, guys don't want to get hurt. So, And the third one that I want to see, I want to see who throws the ball the farthest. I don't care. I want it to be a quarterback. So if Josh Allen doesn't want to do it, I get it because he doesn't want to throw his arm out of his socket. These guys do this in practice all the time. Those are the three that I want to see. I want to see dodgeball for 24 hours straight. I want to see kickers kick field goals beyond the 50-yard the line. And I want to see quarterbacks throw the damn ball down the field. That's the nerd stuff that I think would sell a lot better. And sure, do it for a charity, just like the NBA does, where every quarter a certain charity wins 100K. Yeah. And whoever wins the game wins 250 or whatever it is. Make it about charity. But yeah, I don't think embarrassed, like, I don't think having offensive linemen kick field goals would be fun. And I also think it would be embarrassing for adult men. I don't like, you're being selfish. You're being selfish. Shame on you. 
It would be hilarious, man. It would be great, and it would pop on social media. Man, I agree. I want to see the competitions. I want to see quarterbacks do quarterback stuff, too. But, man, I, I would just love – imagine OBJ and Jarvis Landry out there throwing at targets. Trying to, I think it would be hilarious. It would be competitive. I, I just think football guys are a little bit of a different breed than basketball guys. While there is an absolute diva quality to football players – I think it's a tad bit lessened in football players who are a little more, um, you know, rough around the edges than basketball players generally. Uh, and if you've ever been around high-level athletes at college or anywhere, you know what I mean, that football players are just a different type of guy than basketball guys. So I think while basketball guys shy away from the I don't want to get last slam dunk contest stuff, uh, I really do think that uh, football players would chime in, but that's going to do it for our Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I am Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. We'll be back on Friday. Your boy Q and Chris Carter, they finally got rid of me on a Friday. I was starting to take over, but uh, that's going to do it for us today. You guys enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe out there, everybody. Um, Take care of each other. Have a good one.